Let's go with Maryville. Welcome to Dropping Dimes. I'm your host, Noah Cooper, joined by my co-host, Perry Randall III, this week. We are back for the third week of Dropping Dimes this season. Really excited to be here on KZLX. Uh, Perry, how we doing today? Uh, man, so it's about to be fall, man. It's about to be basketball time. We're, I think, 27 days away from the NBA. Maybe We're getting there. Real close, but uh, I just found out some news, man. Somebody got something that I need. Which and, that's, and that's a haircut. And that's Jalen Brown, man. He's got a fresh haircut. He cut it all off. And now he's basically he's, he's joined the Wave team. Now. I haven't seen it yet, but I'll have to check it out. It looks different. It looks different. Looks like you? No, nah, nobody can look like me. <laughs> One and only. All right. Well, Perry, you're doing good today. Let's get right into some NBA action. That's been going on in the last week. Obviously, like we said last week, this is one of the slower times in the NBA season. Not really that much is going on. But this week is a little busier than last week as, as some stuff has happened. Like you mentioned, Perry, we're getting only 27 days away from the NBA season now with uh, um, NBA Media Day and the training camps right around the corner. So, Perry, how do you are you excited for uh, Media Day this year? Do you think we're going to get another one of uh, Kawhi's moments from last year? Um, do you think uh, we're going to get another moment like that come this Media Day? Uh, we'll probably have a moment like that. Um, I don't know if it's going to be that great, <laughs> but uh, you always look forward to a media day, especially this season, just because everything's so new. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of in the duo era right now of all the NBA teams. You got teams like LeBron and AD, Russell, James Harden, and the championship's up for grabs right now. So I think media day is going to be very fun, and it might be a little better than it has in the past. Just like I, like I said last year, Kawhi Leonard. He was new to the the Toronto Raptors, so he had an interesting press conference, and there was a lot of hoopla around it. But this year, everybody's new, basically. You got the Warriors, who who basically are still together. You still got D'Angelo Russell, who's joining them. So there's a a feeling of newness around the league, and I think that's why Media Day is going to be something that people should not miss this year. Yeah, I'm really excited to see, like you mentioned, this year we're entering in on the year of duos in the NBA, and I think it's going to be really cool to see um, these guys kind of interacting with each other for the first time um, under the media spotlight. I know you mentioned a few of them, Anthony Davis and LeBron, as well as Russell Westbrook and James Harden, obviously Kawhi and Paul George. Those are probably the three biggest duos that um, are on new teams this season, and I think it's going to be really cool for the first time to actually see these guys kind of in the spotlight, you know, answering questions together. And it'll be kind of a little bit of a precursor for what we're going to see for the rest of the season. And especially after today and with ESPN coming out with their list of all the top players, they did not name the top two players, but I can I can probably guess who they have. It's probably going to be between Giannis and Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard with Ke- Kevin Durant not playing for the majority of this season, but LeBron James is third. So with that being said, you can expect a bunch of clapbacks from LeBron James himself at this media day because I'm sure a reporter is going to ask him how he feels about mm-hmm. uh, the the rankings because they do that every year. Um, I mean, that happened with Kobe Bryant. It happened with Carmelo Anthony. So you can expect to see it this year with LeBron James. You know, and like every year, I'm sure the players will get that. Um, I'm not sure if Clay Thompson is going to be at media day with his injury and everything, but I'm sure if he was, there would be quite a bit of questions for him. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That man's been posting all these pictures with his boot thing. Yep. 
So he better show up. If if I'm him, I, I'm I'm there. You gotta take pictures still. So I, you can expect. I think he'll be there. His name's been in the news more than a lot of other NBA players in the last few days because of how low ESPN had ranked him on the ranking rankings. Perry, I know you had seen that. They had him in, I, I believe, forty nine on their list. Um, some notable names ahead of him include Zion Williamson. Obviously never played a game in the NBA before. When I first saw that he was ranked that low and Clay's name started trending on Twitter, it got into the top ten, then it moved into the top five. A lot of people were upset about it, um, saying that they should have no credibility to rank him that low. Um, I just thought right away that obviously he's only ranked this low because of the injury. Now, I think because of the injury, it's almost like why would you even rank him at all if you're going to rank him that low? But Obviously, he was in the top 15 last year, so it's not like they're not disrespecting him. They're not saying that 30 other people have gotten better than him this year. I think they're just saying, you know, since he has an injury, we're going to put him a little bit lower on our list. But here's the thing. If you have – because what they're basically going off of is last season, right? Because mm-hmm. like I said, it's probably going to be Giannis I think, and Kawhi. I think they're going one off last season and then two off – Obviously, if you have an injury like you know, I, like Durant would obviously probably be in you know the top three, if or at least top four if he didn't have that injury, and that's why I think he's obviously lower on the list as well. But here's my thing: if you have Giannis Antetokounmpo came off MVP season, mm-hmm. his trajectory is probably going to be the highest. He's probably going to end up being number one, him or Kawhi. Yeah, I would guess Giannis would be number one coming off the MVP having a good playoff run. It's not like he lost out in the first round or anything. I almost think they're – I'd probably have Kawhi at number two as well, but um, I almost think they might be hyping him up too much before the regular season started. Let me go ahead and say that LeBron James should be number one, hands down. I'm sorry. There's there's no reason for him not to be number one as far as we're talking about the players that are going to be the best next season. You know, he's got a lot to prove. Even in year 17 – or 18, was his 18? Yeah, he got so much to prove. So expect for LeBron to do his thing. But here's my thing with Klay Thompson and Zion Williamson. We're, we're basing it off of Zion's college season and Klay Thompson's run to the finals last year with the mm-hmm. Warriors. I'm all day, every day. We do not know how Zion Williamson is going to do next year. He, he he barely played in the summer league. Yeah, I don't even understand why rookies are on the list to begin with because you don't know how they're going to stack right. up against other people. You know, granted, most most fans or most people that watch the game, they probably know that at this point Zion Williamson is, let's go, way low ball and that he's at least a top 100 player, right? So he should be on the list of the top players. But... I don't even know why they would rank rookies to begin with when they haven't even seen them play against NBA competition. I just need to hear some criteria, see what they're going off of, because I'm not sure what's going on right now. I, I just don't know why. If I, could... I had to guess, I would say it was it, it would just be people that work at ESPN that have like a they, – they all get together. They I spell like the NBA guys, they all get together. They put in their own list, and then obviously the lists are ranked together to see what their final rankings come out with. But here's the thing for me is that even with a guy like Clay Thompson, what this man can do in one quarter is better than what somebody can do <laughs> in one season. Am I right or am I right? Well, see, and you know that every single year there's always like one player 
on the ESPN list that they rank way lower than they should. And I feel like that's just because, like, just so they can get some extra publicity to their list. Like you mentioned, that one year Carmelo was, like, 97 on the list, I believe it was. And one year Kobe was extremely low. And now, we, obviously, we see Clay really low. Um, I just think they do something like this every year just to create more publicity around it. I don't think they actually think Clay Thompson is the 49th best player in the league. I just think it's to create more publicity around their list, more more clicks on their site, you know? I'm going to say this, and I'm going to leave it at this, because I don't want to get too upset. You know, I just took a test in Calm Law the other day. I got a lot going on with myself. <laughs> but I'm going to leave it at this. When that list came out about Kobe Bryant, verbatim, quote for quote, this is what he said. Those guys are a bunch of idiots. So I'm just going to leave it at that, all right? I'm just, I'm, I don't want to talk about the type of people that work at ESPN or any of that. But that's what Kobe Bryant said, and he knows a lot about basketball, so I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. And then another list came out today as well. Oh, you want to talk about that list? You... I don't really want to talk about it that much, but it came out as well today. And I just looked right before we got on the show, and with all the Donald Trump impeachment stuff, all the big stories in the news, Kobe Bryant was the number two trending thing <laughs> on Twitter today because Bleacher Report came out with their list of the top 50 greatest NBA players ever, not just this season, but ever. And they had Kobe Bryant at number 13. And I think that upset a lot of people. Rightfully so, too. I'm going to tell you like this, man. <laughs> Go off. Kobe Bryant, five championships. We know the resume. Do you want me to run down the resume? Should I remind the fans that are listening right now what his resume is? Should, should I go ahead? I'll, I'll name a few. Five-time NBA champion, one-time MVP. Should have been a four-time MVP. Maybe. Two-time finals MVP. Uh, what else? 81 points in the game. You know, 60 points in his last game. Oh, the oldest player to do something like that. I'm, I got a Kobe Bryant shirt on he as well. He even got the shirt on. And, you know, just for respect reasons. But I'm not going to go to all of the accolades because there's so many. But I really think that when it comes to a guy like Kobe Bryant, I think it comes down to his, his rape case. I think that's what it really is, in my opinion. Because there's no reason why Curry, Steph Curry is better than Kobe Bryant. That that's laughable. Curry was trending in the top five as well. That's laughable. I think it I know you have Kobe as your greatest player of all time, personally. I think Kobe right now, I would probably have him on my list. I was doing some thinking before I got here, looking over the list. I would have Kobe at six or seven on my list, probably. Um that's where and, most people have yeah, most people have him around the I would say four to eight range. Now, Steph Curry, I think one day could pass Kobe Bryant. If he has a couple more championships, obviously he's going to break Ray Allen's three-point record at one point. He already has the accolades that he does now. He already has the records that he does now. I feel like he could pass him at one point. But I don't understand how you can already have this man above Kobe Bryant in the top ten. Hey, it's the rape case. I'm sorry. That that's what it's the politics. I don't of even know sometimes. if I'd have Steph Curry above like Isaiah Thomas at this point. Isaiah Thomas was 47. 47. 47. See, that's unbelievable. <laughs> 47. That's unbelievable. Carmelo Carmelo Anthony honorable mention. 
didn't crack top 50. Patrick Ewing's in the top 50. I though. mean, you, you got to win something. <laughs> uh, what did Patrick Ewing win? <laughs> He's better than Melo. Come on. The greatest basketball Olympian. Come on. Come on. Stop it. <laughs> Come on. But when it comes to a guy like Kobe Bryant, there are certain politics that go into it, and I, and I get that. And that's not going to be said in the, in the media. So I'm, I'm not going to go too deep into that. But like you said, in, in most lists, he's top seven. In a lot of players' lists, he's top three. So that just take that for what that is. Like I said, Kobe Bryant, verbatim, those guys are a bunch of idiots. They give guys like me, even guys like you, a bad name. When we, when we do come on a show and talk about it, it's like, what are these guys? They don't know anything. <laughs> hey, guys, they don't represent all of us. That's all I got to say. Man, it's crazy. I tell you, it seems like these lists every year come out right before NBA Media Day, and I just feel like they come out only to get only so the reporters can ask these NBA players questions related to how low their rankings are. When you know these NBA players don't care where they are, and it just creates extra controversy you don't really need. Well, I don't, I don't think that though, because there's guys like Damian Lillard who are, who do think about this stuff. You know, he has True. a past of getting. Uh, you know, a rise out of seeing these lists, not making all-star hey, teams. He made it in the top ten this year. Yeah, so so some guys, they do take it personally, and they use it as motivation. Guys like Kobe Bryant, no, not so much. He always like, you know, I really don't care. I know what I'm here to do. And there's guys, even like LeBron James, I, he's to the point now to where he doesn't care. I think when it hit, when his career first started, he cared a lot. So maybe it's not so much for people that are veterans. But the people that, when they first come into the league, guys like Damian Lillard when their career first started, um, maybe even guys like Zion Williamson who haven't done anything yet and feel like, I should be top 30. I should be an all-star this year. He's got the talent for it. So we'll see. But I do think that some of these guys do look at these lists and they, they take it to heart. Should they? We'll see when the, when the season starts. You know, another thing that's happened in the last week, Perry, um, aside from all these lists, um, it was recently announced that, that Kyrie Irving already has already hurt his face before the season has even begun as he has a left-side facial fracture um, after being elbowed in a pickup game. Um, according to the Nets Wednesday, he's listed as day-to-day. Not sure if he's going to miss any time, but he's at least going to miss some of the training camp. What do you make of this, uh, Perry, with Kyrie Irving already getting hurt before the season starts? Well, I don't think anybody should be any stranger to what's going on. Kyrie, he's he's kind of injury prone. You know, he missed what the whole entire playoffs with the Celtics his first year. Um, he had a he had a, a knee injury in the finals of 2015, which ended up uh, helping the Warriors win that that year. Mm-hmm. So let's not let's not be a fool to this. And he's even worn a mask before right. getting hit in the face. So maybe. Those bones are not the same. I'm not sure if it's on the same side of the face or not, but it is what it is. Kyrie got hurt, and he's going to be wearing that mask. So with that being said, some of these players do like having that extra oomph to their game. Guys like LeBron goes off for 60. And then you got guys like Kobe Bryant, who he does some crazy stuff against the Pistons and all these other teams, against the Miami Heat when Dwayne Wade broke his nose. Mm-hmm. So – Expect some crazy things from Kyrie. We might see some 40-plus games when the when the season starts. But at the same time, don't take it to heart. Because with a guy like Kyrie Irving, he's a true hooper. And I, would, I would be worried if it was a guy 
I can't, I'm not going to name any names, but a guy that really didn't care about basketball but was still valuable to a team. But this guy, Kyrie, cares about basketball. Mm-hmm. He made a whole movie about it, Uncle Drew. If you haven't seen it, go, go find it at your nearest red box. <laughs> but other than that, don't worry about this. Kyrie that Irving, movie made it to red box? It did. Oh, really? Wow. It wasn't in theaters too long, but yeah. I, I ain't gonna get into that. You know, that's that's the that's the other stuff. That's that's not my money. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Kyrie, he's a true hooper, so don't worry about that. But understand that he is injury prone. Mm-hmm. It's happened before, like you say, he's had a face injury bef- before. Yeah. As long as it's not with his I think knees. Aaron Baines smacked him in the face, if I remember right. Hey, I'm saying, as long as it's not with his legs. He is fine, in my opinion. And see, on the other hand, you got Kyle Kuzma that does have that leg injury. Um, he has a stress injury in his lower leg, and the Lakers just announced today that he's going to miss um, time in training camp, if not all of training camp, possibly could miss some time at the beginning of the season. What do you make of Kyle Kuzma already being hurt for the Lakers as well, Perry? Well, to start off, once again, we do not have a starting lineup for this Lakers team. This this team is going to be a bunch of experiments for the first half of the season, and then in the second half, you can expect for them to have a consistent lineup, and, and they'll go from there. But other than that, with Kyle Kuzma, I've always said that he should come off the bench because that, that'll give them that, that energy off the bench. That, Something they, that they need. Right, they really don't have it. But on the flip side of it, this is an opportunity for a guy like Dwight Howard who doesn't have a guaranteed contract. He's getting paid fourteen thousand per game. This is an opportunity for him. Yeah, I, I got that number in my head. But this is an opportunity for him to make the most of it with a guy like Kyle Kuzma out, such a key piece to this team. It's time for you to get that guaranteed contract, buddy. So we'll see. But this is a big hit for the Lakers, in my opinion, especially with the season just is about to start and they really don't have their rotations right yet. Mm-hmm. So. You can expect some some laps when their bench goes in or whenever they're mixing up the lineups throughout the game. Cause and, it, and it's always good for when a team is new, when a team is just newly constructed and put together, that they have all of their guys there at the beginning of the season so they can start to develop that chemistry early on. Because if you don't have that chemistry early, you'll really notice it later in the season when you aren't clicking, when you need to get those wins right before playoff time. Yeah, and and with a team like the Golden State Warriors a few years ago, mm-hmm. their depth was the reason why they were winning the championships. Yeah. A lot of people were, you know, creating Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, of course, but their depth was the reason why they were just killing teams mm-hmm. in the, by the third quarter. And I, and I think we even saw with the Lakers last season when LeBron got hurt. They just started clicking, if you remember, mm-hmm. right before he, four C. Right before he gets hurt, they move all the way up to the four C. He gets hurt, and then he comes back, and they don't have that chemistry anymore because right. they're not used to playing with him. They already started to fall a little bit. They were in eighth or ninth when he came back, and they weren't used to playing with him anymore because they hadn't played with him for over a month. And I think it's going to be imperative for new teams, especially new teams like the Lakers that have so many new guys once again on their team um, to have as many games as possible to get those reps in um, as early as possible. Yeah, I I think for this Lakers coaching staff, I think it's hard for them to conceptualize their growth or their potential. you basically have an all-new coaching staff. Right. They're figuring out, like, what could we be with Kyle? Because when he comes back, he's going to be in the lineup, Mm -hmm. if not the starting lineup. So – you're going to be wondering, well, what can we do before he gets back and when he comes back? But if, also, if I'm Kyle Kuzma, I'm not rushing back either because this is a team that 
you know, they have the opportunity to go to the NBA Finals this year. Mm-hmm. So don't rush it back. Take your time. Get healthy. And then when you come back, let's figure things out. But this is definitely a hit for the Los Angeles Lakers right now. Yeah, and, and Perry, something else that I saw this week that I've been that I've been meaning to ask you. I saw you tweeted about it. Um, it was the NBA. They announced that they were going to fine the Milwaukee Bucks fifty thousand dollars for violating rules um, um, with their new tampering agreements that they made, um, saying that they were going to offer Giannis the supermax come the off season. I saw you tweeted something about that. Um, what do you make of the NBA finding the Bucks for something that seems so small and something so obvious to be saying? Well, from what I understand from tampering, the definition of tampering is when other teams try to lure a player to their team with their upcoming free agency or even like a by the trade deadline or anything like that. So my thinking was like, this is kind of weird mm-hmm. that it's happening to – their own player from the Milwaukee Bucks organization. Yeah, this is you, their player. You think they'd be able to talk about it? Yeah, openly. But openly say that. But this past offseason, this summer, I know Adam Silver has made it such an imperative to make sure that they have stricter rules for tampering. Mm-hmm. As we saw all of the changes that we saw this summer. <laughs> Sheesh, you know every, all mean, the. All you, the all yeah, you knew where the players were going to go. Like two days before the players had even decided where they wanted to go. So, but here and, and another thing that I was thinking about was there were reports that the Warriors were going to be after Giannis, right? Mm-hmm. So then the report that the Bucks were going to offer Giannis the supermax comes out after that, and then the Bucks get fined. So my, I think that there should be further investigation. If you're going to find the Milwaukee Bucks, mm-hmm. there should be further investigation to what the Golden State Warriors were doing. How did you find that report? Mm-hmm. So, And after doing some further reading, it looks like they had fined the Bucks under the new tampering rules for discussing future player contracts and possible commitments to players in the future. Apparently, you can't discuss any sort of contract, whether it's your player or not. And I saw another thing that said a player had to be in their seventh year, something like that. <laughs> Like with the team, yeah, <laughs> that's weird. It was it was weird. So I think there should be some more of sp- the Dirk Nowitzki rule. <laughs> and, and tampering is 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 it's a new thing right now. So mm-hmm. they're still figuring out. Yeah, give them that. But I think there should be some further investigation to any of the other teams that are trying to lure in Giannis. But I don't think it was right. I get why it probably happened, but I don't really think it was right. Yeah, me neither. Uh, now, coming up here on Dropping Dimes, uh, we got um, some NBA G League stuff to talk about, a new rule change going on there. I know they've been testing out a lot of stuff lately. Um, maybe we'll see something like this in the future here in the NBA. Not sure. But stay tuned for that coming up, going over that, and some more uh, free agent news from uh, the last week in the NBA as well, right before training camp, right before preseason, and the NBA starting here in a month. So stay tuned. What's good, Maryville? Welcome back to Dropping Dimes. Got a good 20 minutes left for you guys today. Going to go for an hour. This probably be the last week we'll go for an hour uh, before the NBA season really kicks off, like we were talking about earlier. Media day, training camp right around the corner. The preseason starts in, I believe, 12 days from now. NBA season starts in 27 days. So all of that stuff right around the corner. Going to get it right into some NBA action. And I know next week Perry and I are going to plan on doing an entire NBA preview episode where we go over our early preseason predictions for 
who's going to make the playoffs, who's going to win MVP, who's going to win the awards like that, going to play a little over-under game um, and get all that stuff going next week. But for now, I think probably the biggest thing that was announced today that we haven't gone over yet was the new free throw rule that's going to be instilled in the G League. And I know the G League has tried some some different stuff in the past, tampering around with the rules a little bit, trying to see um, what ways they can make the game more exciting. And I know Adam Silver is um, that's been one of his missions to see how how more how much more exciting he can make the game. And Perry, uh, do you want to explain the new rule that the G League just announced they're going to be doing today? Well, the first and foremost is the rule that they experimented with last summer, and that was the flag uh, where a coach can challenge. Yeah, on and, a now, play. and now that's an implemented. It's, so They're trying it this year. It might stay, it might not. I've been trying it in 2K, and I've never won one. So <laughs> I didn't even know if it was in 2K or not. It is. Like, when someone goes, so when you're playing and, like, someone goes to block you and you get fouled and you click the middle button, you can challenge the call as well. But mm. I've never won, so I, I didn't know. So that. we'll see if the NBA coaches have better luck than me, because I'm like 0 for 15 right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the new rule is that if a player gets fouled, depending on what area of the court they get fouled for. So, if, for example, they get fouled for a layup, they're shooting one free throw for two points. If they get fouled for a three, they're shooting one free throw for three points, and so on and so forth. So if they make an and one three-pointer, right, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's still the same thing as an and one. You're still shooting that extra free throw for mm-hmm. one point. Yeah. So basically the only thing is that they're cutting down on the free throws and making it one free throw for two points and so on and so, so forth if you don't make the shot. Yeah, now I totally didn't understand what the rule was when I first read it. I had to read through it like three times to get it. Um, you make it sound a lot more simple when you say it, <laughs> when you say it in those terms. And, uh, you know, when we were having this discussion over our over the last few minutes on break, I was like, you know what? I actually kind of like that rule, May, but not in the actual NBA. I think it's a cool rule for an all-star format or for it to be in the G League. An exhibition yeah, type. Yeah, like, like I think it's a really cool addition to where um, it would make it more exciting because there'd be a lot of pressure on that three-point shot from 15 feet out with no one guarding you from the free throw line. I think that would be that would add a really exciting, you know, new twist to the game, but I I wouldn't like it at all if they implemented that in the NBA like they did with the coaching challenge. Hey man, I'm not with it, man. I just got to go ahead and say Even for the G League. Even for no league, not even for <laughs> Pee Wee League. Cuz look, here's what it is. You have guys like DeAndre Jordan. I know we're talking not about the NBA itself, mm-hmm. but you have guys like DeAndre Jordan who has improved. They go to the line and they have to make two free throws, right? Mm-hmm. They're getting bailed out. Only have to make one of these. We're good. <laughs> I'm good. All I got to do is make one, give my two points. I like the the pressure of having to shoot twice. You make, Especially if you miss that first one. Mm-hmm. And you miss that first one, I really got to make this one now. <laughs> I know I'm coming now. I'm about to sit on the bench for the rest of the fourth quarter. Now, another thing is a guy like James Harden, the Houston Rockets there last year, even in the semi Against the against the Warriors, all they did was try to get those fouls for threes. Yep, I guarantee that free throw is a lot easier for James Harden than making that three pointer and one. Mm-hmm. So then you would probably have other players 
you know, specifically James Harden, but a lot of other players really trying to draw the foul right. on the three, even more than they are now, because now they're like, I only got to make one. I don't, I don't even got to worry about the next two. And then after the second round last year, they made it more imperative to make sure that we're going to call these calls. Mm-hmm. So there are going to be more opportunities to make these free throws. Mm-hmm. It'd be different if it was neutral, but they're in favor of calling these calls to begin with. So I'm not really for it. I think it's kind of a bailout, but... We'll see how it goes with the G League. I hope it doesn't make to the to the NBA, but I do think it would be a cool rule for like the 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 All Star game. Maybe if you could tweak it to maybe maybe not down the stretch, last two mm-hmm. minutes of a fourth and, quarter. And that's what the G League's doing too. Right? They're they're implementing you know the last couple minutes. We're going to do the old free throw right. rules. You know, so in the close games, you don't have those type of situation where where it's a one point game with a minute left and you got a two point shot at the free throw line. But the rest of the game that rule is going to be implemented. Yeah. I didn't even think about, like you said, a guy like DeAndre Jordan going to the line. You know, and Let's say it's the same situation. There's three minutes left in the game. They're down by one. Chances are DeAndre Jordan's probably only going to make one of those right. because he's a 50% free throw shooter. Well, if he just makes the first one, three minutes left in the game, he makes that first one. Now they're up, now they're up one point. And he doesn't even have to worry about shooting the second right. one. So that puts that takes a lot of pressure off guys like him. And then you look at the other end of the spectrum, like you said, James Harden. I didn't even think about that either. He he took double the amount of free throws that Damian Lillard did, who had the second most free throws in the NBA. And you know he already tries to draw those calls. So it would be an entire new No, you gotta hey, I guarantee you James Harden's licking his chops right now. He's like, Oh yeah, <laughs> I hope this rule makes it up here. Either that or I'm taking a, a step back. I'm going to the G League. I'm scoring a thousand a game. Something. I don't know. But I'm not really for it. I, I think it's a bailout move, but we'll see. You know, the G like I said, with the coaches challenge, it made it all the way to the NBA. That's true. I feel like this is different though. I feel like this is Oh, I hope. Because it, it this rule just sounds like uh Or else they're getting a, a very angry letter I, oh from my, me. So many I, I don't, <laughs> they couldn't do it. Too many fans would be mad. Fans are already mad about this and they don't even watch the G League. <laughs> When's the last time you watched a G League game? No, it's on accident. And fans are already mad. <laughs> hey, so, and G League is expanding, though. You know, we got a lot of guys, a lot of two-way contracts. That's so true. It, so it's promoting the G League. G League's on the rise. I think that's nice, too, yeah. that they're doing stuff like that because, obviously, you know, it, you know, like in the G League before, players that made it into the NBA and got that 10-day contract, they were getting – way more money than they would their entire season in the G League. Mm-hmm. So now that you have these two-way contracts, you're getting some reps with some, you know, real seasoned NBA guys in practice. Um I think that really helps these uh guys out in the G League and I think that's a really dope concept. And I think it's opportunities for guys like Andre Ingram who played with the Lakers mm-hmm. the last two seasons. It gives them opportunities to show, look, I can do it on the big stage. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to continue to grow, and I, I like the direction it's going in. Now I do hope that this rule stays lower than the NBA itself. So we'll <laughs> see, though. Yeah, man, a lot of those guys in the G League, they're trying to prove themselves. Um, one man who's trying to uh, prove himself, you mentioned earlier, just got a new haircut, Jalen Brown. Yesterday he was trending on Twitter as well with all those other NBA guys from those lists. But it was for an entirely different reason. His reason was he wanted a $178 million extension from the Boston Celtics. And people weren't too happy about that. Perry, what was your opinion um, with what with the extension that he wants to get? I only have one question. For what? <laughs> what have you done to deserve that? 
Now you do have the potential to do that, but I, I need to see it on the court. Other than that, Jason Tatum doesn't have the goal to ask for something like that. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I guess if Boston's got it like that, then sure. But I, I wouldn't entertain that offer mm-hmm. if I I'm mean, the I Boston think, Celtics. I, I think it's reasonable to think you could give him $70 million reasonably. At an extra 100 but not not a hundred eight million more. Just go ahead, double that contract yeah. you just mentioned. <laughs> double that, add a little more on top. Absolutely you know, not. Why not? Why not? <laughs> My only question is for what? If he can give me a, a a valid answer for why he deserves that, then sure. Not and maybe not even sure. I might still <laughs> say no. And I think I I was reading an article where representatives, like they had spoken to some representatives from the Celtics, and the Celtics like. They weren't prepared to make that offer for Jalen Brown, and that he's—it's all talk at this point. But you know, they're—they're they're not planning on doing that quite yet. And I don't even think he'd be able to uh, do a contract extension until after the season starts in October. I think midway through October is when a lot of those players are able to sign those extensions. So obviously, the talks there are going to be ongoing. And 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 look, I. No, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I just can't do it. I, I like I said, he has the potential to to get that maybe one day, a few seasons down the road. But as of right now, I gotta see it. I didn't see too much in last year's playoffs. He's he's in and out of the starting lineup. He's asking for a starting lineup material. Yeah, 170 million. That's <laughs> a starter's salary right there. That's the stars. Stars. <laughs> so I think he's you know, pump your brakes, buddy. <laughs> We'll work on that. Let's see what you can do on the court this year. Well, one guy that did ink a deal this week, um, probably one of the last free agent signings we're going to hear about before training camp starts, uh, Ryan Anderson recently inked a deal with the uh, Houston Rockets on a deal that appears to be a significantly partially guaranteed. Yeah, from what Sham said, significantly partially guaranteed. So. What the heck does that you mean? You sound confused. I'm definitely confused. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with a significantly partially guaranteed deal, but apparently he's on the Rockets now. So How, how, how significant is a part? <laughs> I'm thinking significant well, as made, a whole. That made no sense at all. Just think somebody give you a piece of pie. You can have a significant piece of this. <laughs> But not the entire thing. You can have you can have a significant partially piece of this. That's what he said in that tweet. Unbelievable. I swear there had to have been a typo there somewhere. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no typos. No one has yet to explain to me what significantly partially guaranteed means. Even Dwight Howard didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Ryan Anderson's got, I need that. That's significantly partially. <laughs> Not the whole thing. Bro, that's terrible. Well, well, either way. (laughs) He might not even play. He got significant, partially, dollars in his pocket. I mean, his game game already speaks volumes. I mean, it's significantly not good at this point in his career. I'm about to go to the grocery store and say that to the the checker. I'm going to give you significant partial (laughs) of that total. Thank you. I guarantee you that. Paper, please. (laughs) No, I'm not doing that. So how much do you think? That Ryan Anderson, if at all, I at never saw point, a number. No, not money wise. Oh. How how much do you think, <laughs> if at all, he could help out the Houston Rockets right now in his career? This is a guy that's already been on the team before. He knows the system. He knows Mike D'Antoni pretty well from playing with him before. Do you think he will get minutes this season? If so, how much? 
Uh, well, you just explained every reason why he should get minutes, but um, I think since it's it's a significant, partially guaranteed <laughs> deal, then we're just gonna have to wait till somebody, you know, God forbid, goes down with an injury. And I think that's going to be the only opportunity that he really has, or somebody's just struggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he still in. he was still a couple of years ago on the Rockets getting you know twenty twenty four minutes a game last year, you know on the Suns and the Heat, a lot it was significantly partially less than that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know I was reading he only averaged twelve minutes a game last year, didn't get much playing time, two points, two rebounds a game on those teams, but you know those weren't really the type of teams that needed a veteran. He's He's probably not going to be playing that much on the Suns anyway just because of the young guys that they want to get going. Same thing with the Heat last season. Now, I feel like the Rockets, on the other hand, they might have a little bit more of a need for him because they have they need a little bit of that veteran presence. Hey, well, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what young guys they really have. They used to have Marquise Chris, but he's not on the team anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure who's, who he's really going to be a veteran to. I know for – Darn sure it's not going to be Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I tell you that. But you know, like I said, like or like you said, he knows the system, so maybe he's able to help those guys out on a level that Dan Tony might not be able to. The significantly partially <laughs> part that Dan Tony might not be able to. Well, on that note, Perry, <laughs> we're going to get right into a break here. Play one song for you guys, and then right after that, we'll get into our uh, dime of the day. For this week's episode of Drop and Dime, so stay tuned for that here on KZLX. What's good, Maryville? Welcome back to Drop and Dimes, where we bring you all the latest NBA news and action. Got two minutes left in the show today before five, and that's just enough time to do our dime of the day. So, for those of you who aren't normally listening, who are tuned in right now, dime of the day is when we, um, you know, mention a player who we think's had an outstanding past week in the NBA. Obviously, not much has gone on. So, Perry, I'm interesting to hear who your dime of the day is going to be for this week. Well, like you said, not much has gone on, but other than Jalen Brown's fresh haircut, because the boy looked clean. I can't even lie to you. He needs to start brushing. You love but this guy's hair. It looks clean, man. I need a haircut, so I'm envy of him right now. <laughs> I, but I do too. Other than that. I got to go with Young Jeezy, man. Did you hear the reports? No. He's now a sports agent. He started his own sports agency called 99. Hmm. And he's following basically in the footsteps of Jay-Z and hmm. Rock Nation uh, agency for these players. And he's going to be representing people not only from the NBA, but also the NHL. Not, not the NFL. Really? The, the NHL. NHL. That seems not, like a weird twist. Not, not not sure how many brothers are going to be on there from the NHL, but I know a lot of brothers are going to be on there, especially a lot of them Atlanta players. They, they'll probably sign with uh, yeah. with Young Jeezy. So, hey, I'm always I'm all for that. You know, as a minority, you kind of want to see a power shift. Mm-hmm. So I'm always praising the opportunity of these guys, especially the rappers. I like, like there, there's some songs you got with Akon. There's some special songs in my MP, or in my playlist. So yeah, it's, it's cool to see Young Jeezy do something like that. Um, you know, especially like you said, following in the footsteps of Jay Z. I think that's really important. Right. Um, my dime of the day this week is gonna go to. I don't want to jinx him, but it's going to go to Markel Fultz for what I just saw the Orlando Magic posted. Um, it looks like he has a brand-new shooting form. This one looks like it actually goes in. It looks like he's doing things correctly. And I think this season, don't know when we're going to see him, don't know when he's going to return, but 
it looks like this might be comeback season for Markel Fultz. Well, with a guy like that, you know, you always got a roof for him. You know, you heard all the criticism that he had whenever he was with Philadelphia. And, and I mean, rightfully so. You're a number one pick. Yep. You're going to get labeled a bust if you're not producing. But at the same time, think about a guy like Derrick Rose and all the injuries that he went through. People were still rooting for him. And I think people should do the same for a guy like Markel Fultz. Let's not forget the guy's only 20, 21 years old. Yeah. Same same age as me. And he still has that potential at the same time. Right. Maybe not as much as he did at one point, but he still has quite a bit of potential in there. Right. So, hey, I'm I'm rooting for him. I hope he had, especially on the Magic team, there's, there's great potential. Terrence Ross, he comes off the bench. Other than that, DJ Augustine is mm-hmm. the other guard that you're running with. So it's plenty of opportunity. And there's a lot of room for him to play on that team, especially that's a team that made the playoffs last year too. So obviously there's some guys on that team that are pretty good and that are going to um, be able to mentor him a little bit um, and get him moving in the right direction. So that'll be it for Dropping Dimes today. Uh, before we leave, just want to mention that none of the views and opinions expressed on this show um, were of the um, views or opinions of Northwest Missouri State or KZLX. They were just the views and opinions of myself, Noah Cooper, and my co-host Perry Randall here on Dropping Dimes. But that's all we have today for Dropping Dimes. Make sure you uh, go out and follow us on Twitter at Dropping underscore Dimes 1. And um, don't forget to check out our um, preview show next week we're going to have here on KZLX. That'll be from 4 to 6, the full two-hour period for Dropping Dimes, next Thursday, um, where we go over our full NBA preview um, of who we think is going to make the playoffs over unders, who we think the end of the season awards are going to go to. So obviously a lot to be excited for there. So for Perry Randall, I'm Noah Cooper, and on this week's episode of Dropping Dimes, we out.